Things weren't looking good for Kansas at halftime of Monday's national championship game. The Jayhawks had scored the game's first seven points, but they started missing layups, and North Carolina started knocking down threes. The Tar Heels' lead grew to 16 late in the first half and stood at 15 by halftime. Then, wow. Kansas rallied in the second half and defeated the Tar Heels 72-69 in a thriller. On today's Sports Beat KC, we talk about KU's fourth NCAA title. How did it happen? Well, pick a player. Ochai Abaji was named the most outstanding player of the Final Four, but heck, it could have been David McCormick or Christian Brown or Remy Martin. They all came up big in New Orleans in the second half. By the way, that comeback was the biggest in title game history, both overall deficit, which stood at 16, and then the halftime def- deficit at 15 points. Okay, let's talk about it with Jesse Newell, Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Gary Bedore. Well, good morning from New Orleans and Lawrence, Kansas, and places in between, and Good evening uh, for our West Coast viewers, of which I know we have some tonight. Um, and welcome to Sportsbeat Live, the uh, sponsored by Community America, the Kansas Jayhawks NCAA Championship Edition of the show. We are joined tonight by Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Jesse Newell. Guys, um, you covered a little history tonight with Kansas defeating North Carolina 72-69 to in the championship game. It was KU's fourth national championship, Bill Self's second NCAA title, and it came in such a ho-hum fashion, just another game. Kansas uh, down 16 late in the first half. By 15 at halftime, no team in an NCAA championship game had overcome such deficits. Now it has happened. Kansas did it, and they did it so quickly. Uh, they they, um, they had this thing in, in, into a workable margin by the first media timeout, had it tied at fifty, and then it was a then it was a dogfight till the end. So, let's talk about what happened at the Caesars Superdome tonight. Jesse, we'll start with you. What went right for Kansas in the second half? Yeah, they just. Uh... They did what the original game plan was, which was they got out and ran. Uh, they defended a lot better, and uh, Dewan Harris really locked up uh, defensively, and then they got some big buckets from Remy. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what went right for them in the second half, and they played to the game plan. An amazing comeback for the Jayhawks, obviously, to take this national title. Well, can I uh, can I add a couple things? Just that uh, I saw the second half kind of unfolding with three, three or four different stars. Uh, Dewan Harris, you mentioned, and Christian Brown, kind of early part of the setting a tone offensively, defensively, and offensively, and then Remy Martin, his his uh, spurt um, in, in the in the final minutes, and then finally David McCormick with the the coup de grace at the end of the game. So, um, Sam, how about uh, how about you? What uh, what did what stood out to you in the second half comeback? Yeah, I think all the things you mentioned, um, I mean, Christian Brown was a hero for making a layup, uh, made three of them, uh, three layups in the first three or four minutes. So um, which based on the first half felt like uh, the primary difference in the game was just making layups. Um, You know, Bill Self ironically said that they rebounded a lot better in the second half. They got killed 
on the glass still in the second half and rebounds. That was the one area that they really did not clean up that well. Um, but yeah, I thought Christian Braun and Dewan Harris offensively and defensively respectively changed the flow of the game in the second half. Um, but in the end, they went back to the big man, um, you know, and when he got his own offensive rebound, he was double teamed on that play by Brady Manick and uh, Armando Pagat uh, and just went up with it anyway. And to see him have that kind of confidence, I think that moment in of itself told a lot about his journey. Um, and he said on the court after, or maybe it was at the, the presser that, um, you know, somebody asked him one of those cliche, what were you thinking in that moment? He said, game's on the line. Um, and just to shrug off that so nonchalantly, um, I think it's pretty indicative of, of what this KU team has gone through most of the season to, to, to get to this point and be prepared for this. Two huge plays by David McCormick, as you mentioned, Sam, grabbing the offensive rebound. And then, um, no doubt, he in his mind, he was going to go back up with it. He wasn't looking to pass it out. He was going to go back up with the score and then, and then scoring on the next possession as well. Big-time plays, uh, the, the over-the-shoulder uh, throw-in from whatever it was, 8 to 10 feet uh, by David McCormick. So, Vahe, how about you? And um, where – where was this game won in the second half for KU? Well, it, just to uh, add to the David McCormick um, imagery, uh, the, the last uh, sighting we had of him was coming down the hallway on a cart, uh, shirtless, uh, but with a net around his neck. And uh, Bill Self gave him the net and and uh, told him that even though he didn't get the trophy, he'll have this just as long. And he Bill thought he could have been the MVP as easily uh, as Ochai, perhaps. Um so I think there was a lot of that. And, and look, I mean, there became a point where you just knew anything Remy Martin was throwing up was thin. Um, I, I thought he was really out of rhythm in the first half. And, um, and then something just kind of kicked in. And, uh, it, and so that, that I think became a little indicative of the way this went. By the way, Bill, also in the hallway, we got with him uh, late here was talking about how Remy kept telling him all season, just wait till March. And Bill was like looking at him like, I haven't seen anything. How, what am I going to get in March? And uh, he, he got it in March. In the second half, late in, in the game. That's, yeah. um, that's packing it up. E- Evie Craig weighs in, uh, rock chalk. And <laughs> that, that reminds me that uh, to, to remind you to send us your questions and comments and let's share this conversation of one of the great, evenings in in Kansas basketball history, uh, the the defeat of North Carolina for the national championship. Let's go back to you, Jesse. And um, we can't talk about what went right in the in the second half without kind of wondering how it got away from Kansas so badly in the final. uh, What was it? uh, The final six or seven minutes of the first half. That was just uh, I mean, as bad as they have played at moments during the NCAA tournament, including the first half against Miami and stretches against Creighton and Providence, that was just a meltdown by by Kansas over that stretch. I think the Carolina outscored something like twenty to three at one point in the sixteen sixteen nothing. They scored sixteen straight to, to go up thirty eight thirty two, and it was a fifteen point halftime deficit. So, uh, what was going on with the Jayhawks in in the first half? They couldn't make a layup. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- there's there's the big time analysis for you. They got on a really big stage and 
uh, things were not as easy as they normally are. You know, North Carolina is a team that kind of tries to keep you away from the rim. They try to force you into mid-range, and they did that some, but Kansas actually did a really good job of getting to the rim. They just couldn't make anything, and I thought Jalen Wilson in particular, I just couldn't get anything to go down. Uh, Christian Brown seemed kind of uncomfortable inside. He was getting some shots blocked, uh, but you add that to some of the defensive issues. I, I thought, you know, for as much as they got together in the second half, I thought KU fractured a little bit in the first half. You know, you kind of saw guys looking at each other, defensively trying to do too much. Uh, some bad rotations. Uh, I thought a really key play uh, that got them behind was Jalen Wilson. Uh, there was a, it wasn't a legal screen by Baycott uh, to kind of shield him off, but instead of trying to fight through it, Jalen Wilson kind of did one of these flop thingies to try to draw a whistle and left Brady Manic wide open. And again, knowing Bill Self, the window Bill Self, and I also saw a tweet from Jabari Trailer saying the same thing like, there's a time and a place for a flop. Uh, for Bill Self, there's not really many good times for it, but in the national championship game when Brady Manick is about to shoot a three, that's a really bad time for a flop. And so I thought Kansas in that moment um, was sort of getting uh, out-toughed or outplayed or, or not playing to their ability in that particular moment. And then, uh, you know, the, the rebounding was just crazy. Um, KU was sort of uh, going through there and, and not, lim- not limiting dribble penetration and then not rotation rebounding. And uh, Carolina was getting whatever it wanted on the glass, getting fouled, all those sorts of things. But Again, more than anything, it looked like to me Kansas couldn't make a layup, and they were just nervous. I mean, they were just not playing to their ability there. And that's what halftime, uh, it didn't seem like a likely comeback for Kansas, but you could see a path. And uh, what I did mention then was, like, if they were down 15 to Villanova, the way that Villanova slows it down and plays is comfortable playing slow. I mean, I'm sorry, it's game over. But if you're down 15 to North Carolina... They got to run. I mean, that, that's what they do, and they're not an amazing defensive team. So uh, even though it looked grim at halftime, it's still what I tweeted out was like, hey, there's a path to a Kansas comeback based off how North Carolina plays. And uh, we saw, man, KU really had it come together early in that second half and got right back in the game immediately. All right, Sam, were you confident uh, that, that Kansas was going to come back and win this thing? Uh, I wasn't because I thought when you looked at the halftime numbers, you know, Carolina didn't shoot it well in the first half. I right. think they shot 36% in the first half. They were only three for 11 from three. And so I thought, well, you know, this wasn't exactly the formula that you anticipated for the upset. And I thought the main thing that was killing Kate, well, the layups, is, as Jesse and I have already mentioned, but the thing I didn't think they would turn around was the rebound. You know, North Carolina has only lost the rebounding battle three times all year. And I thought that was killing KU as much as anything's path turning that aspect of the game around. And therefore, I didn't really think that, you know, they'd be able to catch up or make up a difference in 15 points. And by the way, they did it nine minutes and 52 seconds. It didn't take the entire second half. You know, we've seen these like KU tournament games. Usually it's the ones that they lose where they spend the whole second half coming back, coming back, coming back. And it was before the second half was even half expired but by, by the time they had completed this comeback. All right, so what was the column at halftime, Vahe? What's going around, uh, you know? What nothing. You he, had, he, had, he had nothing. I'm sorry to interrupt, Vahe, but I have to, I have to say <laughs> that he came by my desk and just said, well, I'm screwed. Uh, I didn't say so that's, that's, what not he, what, that's not what I said. Well, I said it much well, more uh, crassly. <laughs> it is. It is after one o'clock. So I don't know if I could have said yeah. it. I almost did. Uh, we, we, can, we can go get... Christian Brown here, right? Can we call Christian and, and, Brown on on Community America? You know, four feet live after dark. I mean, that's that's and right, what, right. That's what would true. Sam Mel- What would Sam Mellinger do? 
<laughs> well, I, I want to clarify one thing, though. I used saltier language. And so I didn't say me. I said we. I said we. He did say are. we. It's a team. It's a team. And he was right. He was right. But, it was both of us. But let me say this. Uh, I did feel like that because it's all about us in these moments. But um, the thing that I thought was interesting at halftime was they I, I couldn't tell uh, with the body language if they were like just flattened or just completely unfazed. And it turns out they were completely unfazed because it, it did not look like uh, a droop and hang your head. We're, we're toast kind of kind of kind of uh, demeanor going off the court. Um, obviously, it was going to take something. You know, it's funny. Uh, you guys made me think about this, but they came back so fast. It was a little bit like the Chiefs overtaking the Texans in the first half. By the end of the first half, um, when they were down 24 nothing. I mean, it really it was a non-issue. I mean, you know minutes into the second half and um you know i asked bill uh we got him on the court and uh i said so were you actually calm uh he said yeah you know i really was except for when they got back down (laughs) then he wasn't so calm okay so a hall of fame moment at halftime uh for for vahe and sam (laughs) as they 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 talked it out and speaking of the chiefs let's hear what patrick mahomes has to say about community america (laughs) In KC, unbelievable things happen every day. Unbelievable. That's why Community America does unbelievable things, like share our profits with our members and invest millions into our community. Because when you believe in unbelievable, unbelievable things happen. Join us at communityamerica.com. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Unbelievable things happened at the Caesars Superdome tonight and with my laptop, which crashed um, just before game time. So we were happy with that development. So here I am. Here I am conducting business on my cell phone all night long. So Uh, let me just say I was completely right at halftime about all this. (laughs) Yes, you were. When it became apparent that Kansas was going to win the game, uh, I started thinking about who the most outstanding player of the Final Four was going to be, and I thought for sure it would be David McCormick. Um, but 40 points, 19 rebounds, statistically was was terrific. And I told somebody before the game today that I, I thought if McCormick had a double-double game, he didn't have to have 25 and 15, but what he had tonight, right, 15 and 10, that Kansas would win. And they did. He did, they did, and Ochai Abaji was a name that we really haven't mentioned until now, was voted the most outstanding player of 
the final four. Of course, that's a vote of, of the media. Uh, reporters uh, take that. I think it was a, it, it was difficult to find a, a, a Kansas uh, player for this. We, we mentioned the, the second halves of uh, of Christian Brown, Remy Martin, and, and McCormick and Dewan Harris. But um, uh, what do you think about that, Jesse? And it's in the grand scheme of things, it's 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 not a big deal, except. For one thing, at Kansas, it has some meaning, and uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so taking a peek behind the curtain, um, about the 12-minute mark of the second half, they were coming around to us saying, turn those votes in. And I didn't vote, but that kind of gives you an idea of how a guy like Ochai Abaji can win this thing. Um, who would you have voted at the 12-minute mark of the second half? Uh, who is going to win the game at the 12-minute mark of the well, second half? Well, that's right. right. So, uh, yeah. It's tough. I, I want to say two things, though. Number one, I think it's pretty fitting for this team. You know, I talked with Christian Brown and um, the last few days here in the breakout sessions, and he talked about how cohesive they were. And he thought the reason they were so good is because nobody cared who got the credit. I mean, you look at Ochai, he's been winning all these national awards. He's been, um, you know, sweeping all these things. But every time he talks, he talks about the team. He talks about everybody else. He defers the, the credit. And even a guy like Remy Martin, who came in as, I mean, let's be honest, he came in as a me first guy and he turned into a team first guy at Kansas. And so, you know, we go up and down this box score. You're right, Blair. I mean, who was their best player? I was that in the second half, like who was the MOP? And you could give it to different guys. I mean, we talk about their comeback. I mean, uh, David McCormick was amazing down the stretch. Remy Martin made some huge shots. Dewan Harris guarded his butt off and was a huge key. Uh, to them coming back in the game for who was their best player, who was their most outstanding player today. And it's tough to figure out. And then that's probably why they won the championship. That's probably why they were good all year. That's probably what got them to one seed because we can go on with this narrative. I mean, it's not the best Bill Self team ever. It's not the most talented Bill Self team ever. It's not filled with a bunch of NBA draft picks. I mean, they became a team. The Mocan kids grew up together and became a team and, and everybody was unselfish to a fault in the end. Uh, you know, you mentioned this, but yeah, most outstanding player of the final four is like immediately to the Raptors. And that would have been a really cool thing for David McCormick. So that's the only thing right now. And that's something that we'll all deal with in the aftermath, I'm sure. And um, Bahe told you the great story about it. David had the net around his neck and talked about how Bill Self basically said he should have been MVP or MOP or at least been co with Ochai Abaji. So maybe there will be an exception made, but um, you have to feel good for David McCormick. I mean, the kid has dealt with injury. He has been perhaps the most criticized big man that KU's had since, what, Eric Chenoweth? I don't know. But the kid stuck with it. And on the biggest night of his life, he came through in the biggest moments. So that's a really, really cool story, whether he's in the Raptors or not. He, he's a guy that the analytics like more than the critics. Um, it, you've, you've pointed that out, that uh, he, he is a, uh, a player that it, it doesn't look good uh, necessarily when it happens, but it happens with him, um, uh, his, his efficiency. So who, who did anybody write McCormick uh, specifically tonight? I think Jesse's uh, in the, in, <laughs> in the process. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 118. It could, you could might get it by three or 4 AM Blair. We'll see if you're lucky. I'll be I got waiting. some Coke zero. It'll be, you know, it'll be good. I'll be wait, waiting, waiting on that. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's kind of break it out for a little bigger picture here. Fourth national championship for the Jayhawks, and uh, Bill Self second, as, as as we mentioned earlier. You know, so 
Bill Self has said it, and he reiterated it that you know he, he thought it was about time for Kansas to win a, another national championship, given the success in all the other categories uh, that the program has enjoyed uh, over the last in his tenure, nineteen years tenure. So, um, a if Kansas hadn't won tonight, how, how how large would the disappointment have been, Sam? What do you think if they had? not found a way to get it done or to close it out um, after getting this far with this team. Yeah, I like to think of themselves as one of the very best programs in the country, and they are, but there's just a gaping hole in their resume, which is they don't have this national championships that, you know, a uh, uh, UNC, UCLA, um, Kentucky. Duke, Kentucky, that those types of teams have. So, um, you know, it's, it's been one of Bill Self's more more candid moments, I, I think, of the, over the weekend of just continually saying, and it dates back to last week he was saying this, that they got to get another one to catch up to these guys. And I, I'd keep saying it, they've had too many spins of the wheel to only have one. You know, they've been a four-seater better every year that Self has been at Kansas. They've been a, a one-seed nine times. And obviously they had the best team in the country with the COVID year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it, it was past due that KU gets a second one, be, but it's, it's interesting. This is the team that does it. Um, because stuff might've said tonight, this team can play with any of the other teams he's had at Kansas, but that's not the case. I mean, they're not as talented as other teams that he's had here, other teams that have not won national titles. Um, but that's also why I think this has been Bill Self's best coaching job. Um, because there's not a top 25 recruit on this team. You know, this this team throughout the season was ranked outside of the top five 15 straight weeks, or, or fifth or worse, 15 straight weeks. Um, that's not just by Jesse Newell's uh, poll either. Um, that was actually in the AP poll. Um, so this was not a team of, of, of significant talent like I think we've thought that Bill Self has coached in the past. Um, Christian Brown hates it when people say that. He seems to take personal offense when people say they're not as athletic or talented. But it's a compliment that this team is not as athletic or talented, and they ended up on the stage here tonight. Hey, Blair, just, just to chime in on, on that point, um, there were a couple of things going on here that, that I, th I think would have made this um, stick in people's craws for a while. I mean, it, 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 it was a pretty fertile opportunity. Uh, this would have been the first time a number eight seed had, had won since 1985 Villanova, which was, you know, we talked about the other day, one of the great upsets in sports history. Somebody pointed this out to me tonight. I didn't get to look it up, but uh, it was somebody I trust. Um, this, uh, if, if North Carolina had won, it would be the first unranked team uh, to win the national title since Danny and the Miracles. Right. 1988 team. Um, so, and, and between that and the fact that, you know, you had to think Carolina was maybe a little depleted from having the late game and the emotional uh, uh, aspect of, of the last Coach K game, stuff like that. It, it felt like everything should fall in KU's favor. And Sam McDowell and I were talking a little bit before the game. If they, you know, if they, if they don't win, it's a little bit of, um, you know, if not now, when? Yeah. Yep. To, to, add, to add on one more thing to what Vahe said, uh, Bill Self said on the court when we got him for 30 seconds um, that he thought all the energy that for instance, the Saturday games he played into tonight's game. You know, KU pretty comfortably won in the last couple of minutes of that Villanova game. They were leading for most of the game. They were not the team playing catch up, trying to speed up the game. 
Um, Carolina was in a battle for all 40 minutes and just the emotion of playing against Coach K and Duke was the level that KU experienced on Saturday. And he thought that played a factor in the second half. He thought they wore North Carolina down. Uh, one of our more loyal uh, audience members, Monty, remarks that it's kind of cool that both coaches tonight replaced Roy at their respective schools. Yes, that is true. That's true. I'll give you another little nugget. I brought this up uh, on one of our previous shows that that uh, Hubert Davis became the second coach in, in college basketball history to uh, take his alma mater to the Final Four. The other one was Dick Hart. So what did those coaches do in their first years as a head coach? They took their teams to the national championship game, and Dick Harp lost to North Carolina in a thriller, and Hubert Davis loses to Kansas in a thriller. So um, talk about some, some cross-connections between the, the two programs. Um, Jesse, let's begin to wind it down um, so you guys can try to meet the 4 a.m. Uh, media shuttle. Um how many – Kansas brought seven to the podium after the game, uh, the starters plus Mitch Lightfoot and um, and Remy Martin. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot I don't think will be back for his 14th season. So who does come back for Kansas next year? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I – you know, the probably the questions are the ones that didn't play that much this season, whether the transfer is going to happen. But, you know, David McCormick's out, Remy Martin's out, Mitch Lightfoot's out. But, uh, you, you know, a guy like uh, Christian Brown's probably out as well. So probably the swing guy is Jalen Wilson. Um, that's the one who will probably have the biggest decision to make. He just declared last year and tested the waters. So he'll be the one potentially with this Final Four run that, you know, could national championship run could get a little bit more interest than he would otherwise. But outside of that, you know, Dewan Harris is back. And, and like I said, some of those freshmen, uh, like a Zach Clements, uh, that's a really big piece, even though he didn't play that much uh, down the stretch here. And then they have an amazing recruiting class coming in. You know, Grady Dick is moved shot way up the rankings, you know, the Nace or not Naismith, the, the Gatorade national player of the year. Uh, they've got other guys behind him as well. So um, kind of a reload situation for Kansas next season. And uh, you add that to the pieces they have. And then even guys like Joseph, yes, who, if they stick around, you would think have greater roles and uh, you know, Bill Self should have a nice roster again next year. And, and that's, that's a positive, And that's kind of what Kansas is these days. I mean, what, what sort of Bill Self has done with the program is always kept it here. You know what I mean? It's always in that one, two seed level, but um, this has been the breakthrough and I'll cite the Sam McDowell stat, which is kind of amazing to me. And every time I, I hear it, which is with the recent retirement of coach Gay, two or three active coaches now with two national titles, Jay Wright, Rick Pitino and Bill Self and Rick Pitino, one of his got vacated. So you can either say it's two or three, but it's amazing how the narrative flips. Now it goes from Bill Self, like, like, Sam was talking about the biggest hole on his resume that can't miss hole on the resumes of the national titles to, Hey, you're in really exclusive company when it comes to active coaches. So it's amazing what one, one night can do and one comeback can do. And then that's what Kansas got accomplished tonight. And that's what Bill Self got accomplished tonight. So to the victors go to the spoils, this was a special season for Kansas and they took advantage of every break that they got. And how about the Big 12? Second straight national championship for the conference. Baylor last year, Kansas this year. And, of course, um, three tournaments ago, Texas Tech went into overtime before falling in the national championship game. And it's four straight final four appearances for the Big 12. This is absolutely high watermark for, for Big 12 basketball. All right. 
for Jesse Newell, for Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and let's uh, uh, let's credit Gary Bedore, Taylor Eldridge, everybody who, uh, who uh, produced great, great content for KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star in New Orleans. Great, great stuff, guys. Um, really enjoyed the discussions and all the uh, all the terrific copy that you produced. And big thanks to Monty Davis, our producer, and to Community America, our sponsor. We'll take it out, Monty. Thanks, guys, and uh, safe travels home. That'll do it for today. A huge thanks to the hardworking producer, Monty Davis, and the Sportsbeat KC crew of Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Our New Orleans team was outstanding. Jesse Newell, Gary Bedore, Sam McDowell, Taylor Eldridge on loan from the Wichita Eagle, and the latest member of the U.S. BWA Hall of Fame, Vahe Gregorian. Read the coverage of the Jayhawks' national championship victory over North Carolina on KansasCity.com in the print editions of the Kansas City Star. And we'll be back soon with another episode of Sportsbeat KC.